Good morning. It is man coverage on September 26, 2021. This is Nathan Knoxville, Nate, and the coach, Rico McCoy, coming to you live. Uh, big time day of college football yesterday. Um, some pretty unbelievable uh, upsets, some great games, and uh, a lot to uh, a lot to get to. But um, first off, how you doing, Coach? Hey, I'm good. I can't complain. Um, got some good sleep last night. Had a tough one on my end as far as coaching, so I stayed up watching some film. But um, I'm back at it. We're going to regroup, focus up, and uh, keep it moving. It's exciting football, exciting weekend for football. And um, how you feeling, Nate? Oh, looks like we might have lost Nate. Yeah. yeah, I got you. I'm back. I lost me there for a second. Uh, yeah, it was a tough, uh, tough loss. But, you know, you guys won a good one the week before, so – you know, you got a you got a today against NC State, and had won. Uh, I believe it was thirty four games against unranked opponents, and um, you know it didn't work out. And um, I mean, it, you, NC State played a great game. You got to give them credit for what they did. Um, they played tough, and people. You know, I, people are all going, blowing it out of proportion and, and getting all excited. But you got to understand, they, they had the same quarterback for, what, three, four years. They had, um, you know, Deshaun Watson before that. They've had a good run with a lot of talent. And, you know, they've just been reloading every year. But sometimes, as you know, as a player, it takes a little bit of time to get going, um, depending on, you know, what uh, – what year you're in, what time, how much experience you got. You know what I'm saying? It takes a little while to get going. And, um, you know, they went down yesterday, but they, they took, took them to two overtimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, I, it's my biggest thing is the offensive line. Um, the, the offensive line is not as dominant as they have been. They've been able to run the football nonstop um, over the last few years. And um, it just, it hasn't been, it, it hasn't been the same on the ground. Uh, their leading rusher yesterday was DJU, the quarterback. And, um, you know, without being able to run the ball, they, they haven't been able to set it up for throwing. And then defense has struggled too. Uh, what you got on the on the Clemson-NC State game, Coach? I, I think you were spot on. Um, they're struggling at the O-line position. And then you're talking about the, the run they've been on. I mean, it's NFL quarterback at the NFL quarterback, NFL receivers. Um, big guys going pro, offensive line and defensive line. And it's hard to just keep plugging in and playing. You know, everybody can't just – it's a sort of – a certain amount of luck that comes into play too. You know, you got to have luck on your side. And, I mean, because you got to think, Nate, you're lucky to be able to get guys that are game ready year in and year out. And I think that they just missed um, on a couple guys. So they, they're just taking longer to develop right now. Do they have the players? I think so. But like you said, they have to develop. I mean, these are young guys, too. Uh, we know one of the young guys down there, Brian Tucker, and he's getting himself ready to, to be a, a, a big-time player for them. 
but it takes time. Everybody's not, everybody can't just come in and play. Mate. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, one of the things that somebody brought up last night, um, I, of course, was watching uh, my Buckeyes play, and the, and the commentator mentioned, you know, last year it was kind of an abbreviated schedule. A lot mm -hmm. of teams played a conference-only uh, type calendar, and, you know, they, it was they were in dogfights almost every game. And there wasn't the, you know, playing the smaller schools or the FCS schools. There was none of that going on where you can get some guys some action. So a lot of times I think um, teams were just playing their veterans. They were just playing their starters. They weren't getting to uh, get the freshmen involved. And, it um, you know, I think it, it stunted the growth of some guys. And it, it prevented some people from getting some experience they would have otherwise gotten. And um, I think I think we're seeing that now. And um, also another thing that someone brought up and coach, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Some teams with the extra year of eligibility, some of these teams have guys um, across the board that are four, five, six year players. And like Clemson and Ohio State, who lost nine, 10, 12 guys to the league. You know, Ohio State's got the youngest roster in the country and Clemson's not far behind. They're playing against these senior fifth, six-year laden teams, and um, that that may have something to do with it. What, what do you think about that? That's definitely a possibility. Um, like you said, the successful programs have guys going on to – they don't need an extra year to play. They're going on to trying their hand in the NFL, and uh, so they're bringing in their four- and five-star freshmen, and they're competing with – you know, like you said, fifth-year seniors, some six-year seniors um, this season. And that's a huge difference for a 17-, 18-year-old competing against a 23-, 24-year-old, Nate, who's, who's been playing the game, uh, who's been lifting college weights and stuff like that. But, I mean, they fought to the end in the game. <clears throat> DJ did, you know, he, he did as much as he could do. Like you said, you can't do much without a rushing game. If you're not running, we're just sitting back and we're waiting for you to throw it. And his stat showed it, 12 of 26, um, 111, 111 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Nate, this is including two overtimes. So there wasn't a lot of productivity there. No. No, and, and you know, like I said, he didn't have a lot of time to throw it. Oh, no. A lot of those yards, you know, he had rushing. He ran nine times for 63 yards. A lot of those were – um, running for his life and get me the hell out of the pocket because there was no pocket. Right. And I'm still a believer in DJU. I, I watched him play last year, you know, against some very tough competition, Boston College, Notre Dame, and the kid kid played tough. He, he hit all the throws. And if you, you know, I don't know if all our listeners and watchers uh, saw the end of the game, but in double overtime, he threw a pass to Ro uh, Justin Ross where if, if Ross had turned like like this, he would have caught it. And and he got, you know, they were there were some hand fighting going on and and he turned the other the other way. But if he had turned the other direction, he would have caught that ball and and they they could have won the game. So, you know, it's not like they're getting blown out. Um I know they've they've lost two games in September. Um and, and their their fans probably think the sky's falling, but that's that's not how I feel. I feel like this is a team that's still going to be good um, come the end of the year. 
And um, it's a team that uh, is just very young and um, they're going to have to learn on, on the job. There's no, in my, in my experience, there's no replacing um, getting in the games and that that's yeah. where you, that's where you get it going. So uh, Clemson yeah. goes down and, and kudos to NC One second, State. Nate. Yeah, you're good. I'm kudos to NC State. Um, that was a big victory for them and, and they deserve, um, you know, they deserve the credit for what they were able to do. And uh, their quarterback, uh, Devin Leary, he threw it 32 times for 238 yards, four touchdowns. Um, you know, huge, huge game for him. And um, I, I, I give him credit uh, for, for what he did. You know, biggest game of his life. Uh, he's only a sophomore, and, uh, you know, he was out there getting it done. So uh, kudos to NC State, Coach Doran is proven to be a pretty good coach and giving some people fits. And he finally, you know, finally got over the hump and uh, got a big victory. So uh, congratulations to the Wolf Pack uh, and their big win. Well, well, shoot, Nate. The coach is showing that he can get it done. Um, game, uh, game management, possessing the football. You know, they got great production from both of those backs. Um, the quarterback did his part, you know, no turnovers. And um, that's the outcome, man. It's the team with the fewest mistakes, the team that controls the ball. Uh, that's who's going to win the game, man. Those running backs, they did a great job. When their numbers were called, they played. Who is it? Ricky Ricky Pearson and, and, and Zonovan Knight. Yeah. They showed up in probably one of their biggest games of the year. And like you said, that's credit to Coach, uh, Coach Doring. He had the guys ready, and they took advantage. Yeah, no, I I agree, and um, you know they uh, they got it done, and and um, you know Coach Doran, people forget they went eight and four last year, so it's not like this is some pushover team. Um, they're they're a decent ball club, and they've been playing well. Uh, they're I think they're three and one now, so we'll see what they can do the rest of the year. But pretty good uh, pretty good victory there for for NC State. Um, another game we've got to touch on here uh, is the uh, the Oklahoma Boomer Sooners. Um, you know they uh, they 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 got out of there with the win, but it wasn't um, it wasn't easy for them. This is a team that you know is ranked in the top four and has struggled, I think, all year long. And um, you know I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on, but you know they they were booing. <laughs> their Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback Spencer Rattler yesterday. Uh, I got to ask you, Coach, what do you think is going on with Oklahoma, and what the hell are their fans doing well, booing, uh, booing their damn quarterback? Nate, that's what I wanted to talk about more so than even the, the outcome of the game. That that's unacceptable. I mean, are you that spoiled to where you you're booing a guy? Uh, in a winning effort, they they won the game. Yeah, um, and you're booing a guy. What what did Spencer end up with? Uh, hold on, he had 256 yards and a touch. Two touchdowns, right? Uh, one touchdown. Uh, one touchdown passing. Yeah, he only had he had two. It was 26 of 36, 256 24? yards, a okay. touchdown, and a pick. The, he threw an interception. Okay. Yep. One. We, we won the game. Um, yeah. To come down on a kid like that, it's ridiculous. It's, I don't know. That's you're you're too entitled at this point. 
to where you're out there calling. You know, the backup quarterback's from D.C., so, you know, I was like, oh, Caleb, you know, he's <laughs> Gonzaga High School. I'm familiar, uh, very familiar, actually, but I just think it's inappropriate. I mean, it's college football. They're still winning, and like we said, it's close ball games, but they're still winning, and it's up to the head coach who does a pretty good job at making adjustments. Let's give them a little time. Um, they still haven't lost one yet. So I'm, I don't understand that the whole stadium booing the kid and it, it rubbed well, me the wrong way, Nate. Oh, it rubbed me the wrong way too. And I, I got a problem with some of these people uh, that think they know more than these coaches. Uh, there's a reason that Lincoln Riley makes $6 million a year. Uh, look at the guy's track record. I mean, if you got a first year coach out there who's got no clue what he's doing and it's evident, okay, you paid 80 bucks to get in the game. You want to yell, do what you got to do. But when you got a guy who's been putting dudes into the NFL year after year, he's been putting Heisman Trophy winners uh, on the field year after year, guys that some of them struggled at other places. Uh, You know, Baker Mayfield had some success at Texas Tech, but you know, he didn't, he didn't lit, you know, light the world on fire per se. He, he played good and he did his job. He was originally a walk-on transfers to Oklahoma uh, leads him to the you know national championship playoff and then wins, a, wins the Heisman trophy. Jalen hurts gets replaced by Tua, goes in there and, and, you know, looks like a world beater. So Kyler Murray, same thing. This guy has got a track record of quarterbacks. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he knows who should be on the field. He's not just playing who he likes the most. Uh, he's putting out there who gives them the best chance to win. And guess what? They did win. They won the ball game. They won the ball game. They won the ball game, Nate. I mean, it's tight. The college football is 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 difficult. It's hard. You know, Coach, it's hard to win every game. Um, it's, it, some of these fans are, are ridiculous. And to, uh, to boo a kid like that, you know, it's one thing if you're at an NFL game and the guy's making $100 million. But this is a kid. Uh, what is he, a red shirt? What redshirt sophomore, redshirt freshman? Sophomore. I mean, give me a break, dude. Uh, it, if there was something to be upset about, it it should be the rushing game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the focus is on the wrong thing. Your quarterback threw one interception. He's a good quarterback. You got to trust your head coach, like you said. His resume speaks for itself. He doesn't accumulate that resume by playing just guys that he likes or. You know, stuff like that. So cut it out. The problem was the rushing game. They averaged two yards a carry. Yeah. You know, so that's something that has to improve. But that's the same thing that happened to DJ. You have to have a rushing game to keep the defensive honest so that you can sling the ball a little bit. No, I agree. You know, you want to help Spencer out. Don't boo him. Uh, Get him some blocks and get Eric Gray and, and Brooks uh, Kennedy Brooks, get them rolling and get them, you know, churning up rushing yards and it'll make his job a lot easier. This kid is also proven, um, you know, last year he struggled at the beginning of the year. And I still remember that Texas game where he got benched. They put the backup in for two series, put him back in. And after that, he was uh, he was a different player. And, you know, these fans want to boo their team and their quarterback they have uh, the longest, besides Bama, they have the longest winning streak of any team in, in Division One college football. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what they want 
uh, there in, in Norman. But uh, how about cheering your team? I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> we can <start> there. <laughs> that's something you could do instead of booing your own team and your own quarterback. How about cheering them and giving them some support uh, while they're trying to win a close ball game? That's that's my thought. Uh, but, you know, what what the hell do I know? Um, but another great game uh, that I watched a from start to finish uh, was my boy uh, over there in um, Fayetteville. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned it before on this show, and I've got to uh, discuss it again. So far, I've got a two-way race. Uh, we'll talk about the second guy here in a second. But first, we're going to talk about Coach Pittman and the job he's doing at Arkansas. You could see last year um, the tables were turning. I know oh, yeah. some of the games didn't go in Arkansas's favor, but they were right there. Florida game, Georgia game, uh, Auburn game. Yeah. Right down to the wire. Games. Right to the wire. And um, and now, if you look this year, they're winning those games. And, uh, and, and to be doing this in the second season, going there, I know A&M, uh, was playing their backup quarterback. But at times yesterday, Arkansas was playing their backup quarterback too as Jefferson went down with an injury, and and they just kept on rolling. And, and really this game, it, it kind of seemed close with the score, but honestly, Arkansas was dominating this game on the offensive line and the defensive line, and, and uh, that's hard to do because uh, Texas A&M's got one of the best defensive lines in the country. So uh, kudos to uh, Pittman. What do you uh, what do you think about what's going on in Arkansas right now? It's it's, it's good to see. It's he reminds me of our special guest that's coming on later on. You know, former O line coach who takes over the hymns as a head coach. You know what you get when you get an O line coach as head coach. You get physical teams. You get disciplined physical teams, and that's what Coach Pittman has brought to Arkansas. It's it's more of an old-school um, mindset. We're going to be physical, uh, fundamentally sound. We're going to outlast guys. And on defense, we're going to be aggressive because that's what an O-line coach hates most is a physical defensive line who's going to fight the whole game. And that's you can tell that's what he's instilled in his team. And like you said, I saw it last year. Uh, he's been a great recruiter. Uh, he was at Georgia for a long time, bringing in those big hogs on the O-line. So he's used to the recruiting part. And uh, guess what? He's a heck of a ball coach. And now he's running his own program, and everybody has to follow suit. And it's starting to pay off. You're seeing progress each week. Yeah, I mean, my question is, why is, did he not get a shot earlier? I mean, <laughs> me and you both know this guy has been a tremendous uh, coach, a tremendous offensive line uh, coach for a long time. So I was, I was excited that he got his shot. I had a chance to meet him several times as, uh, he was recruiting, uh, Cade Mays, uh, from Knoxville Catholic. And, um, you know, he went to a bunch of, of the games here in Knoxville okay. um, while he was trying to get him signed up at Tennessee. And then, you know, obviously at, at Georgia and a uh, really nice guy, a uh, straight shooter. I think the kids see that and they like it. Um, and he, you know, he's bringing in not only, I'm not, he's doing a great job coaching, don't get me wrong, but he's also a great recruiter and oh, yeah. he's bringing in some dogs, man. I, I love this quarterback. Um, oh my gosh, uh, that yesterday was the first chance I'd gotten a, an opportunity to see him play in this. Oh my gosh, I couldn't he's imagine. Trying to, could you try to tackle this guy? He's a player, 
KJ Jefferson, uh, true sophomore, six foot three, two forty seven, and he's all of two forty seven. People mm-hmm. just running up, bouncing off this dude, um, and he can sling it too, man. I mean, he, he's a runner, and um, you know he had fifty yards on the ground. They quit running him in the in, late in the second half after he got banged up, but uh, you know he only threw it fifteen times. He completed seven passes for 212 yards. Um, that's pretty good. Made him pay. Made yeah. him pay. And then I was looking at um, – it was the special teams too. Flawless yeah. play, you know, two for two with your field goals. And and uh, that's the difference maker. Uh, guys came out. They played. They fought to the end. They were physical. Everybody did their job. It wasn't too fancy. You know, they caught a couple big plays. Uh, from the quarterback, and they made it work. I like it. Disciplined football team. I love it. Yeah, I did too. I, I enjoyed watching them play. Um, it's a it's a unique uh, brand of football in that it's a little bit old school, mm-hmm. and um, they'll run your ass over, and um, you're you're in for a long day if you're going to play this Arkansas team. And uh, they are now five and zero. Oh, and um, you know, I'm interested to see what the uh, the idiots that run the polls think because, you know, they still had them down there at 16 and they took out uh, A&M uh, pretty, pretty handily yesterday. So, you know, do they move up? Uh, I think so. We'll see. We'll see how far, but this looks like a top 10 team to me. Um, I like them. I, I, I hope that they move up. Um, they're in that conference. You know what I mean? The conference. So we'll see how this thing uh, plays out at the end, but I'm happy to see that it still works. It's old school football, hard work, discipline, listen to your ball coach. And um, I'm happy Coach Pittman is having this success. It's, it's good to see. Yeah, me too. I, I like the guy, and I like uh, I like him getting a shot and making the most of it. This guy uh, should have been a should have been a head coach a long time ago, and uh, it's good it's good to see. Um, we staying in the uh, the southeastern region. Um, yesterday, Georgia got to play Vanderbilt, who, as we discussed on this show earlier, um, lost to ETSU earlier this year. And uh, Georgia really didn't have any trouble holding court. Uh, same thing with Bama. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of had a week where they could uh, lick their wounds uh, from the Florida game, and, and they were able to handle business. Southern Miss has, has been a decent program, honestly, but uh, they beat them 63-14. Georgia won 62-0. So both teams went over 60. Uh, what did you get out of those two games? A total domination. Um, you could stop at the half. You didn't really have to watch the end of the second quarter. Um, you saw with Alabama, why I picked Bryce Young as the Heisman winner. He is He's the man. I mean, if he's like a creative player out there who has a bunch of weapons and a good old line. He's gonna, he's unstoppable. I might eat my words later, but I I don't see anybody beating him, Nate. I'm just being honest. Mm-mm. Watching these other games, nobody's operating on the level that they are. Uh, I love the dude. He's a ball player, and we saw that in high school. He makes all the right throws. He's never too greedy. He, he's just a coach. I mean, he's just a heck of a, a player and like a ball coach on the field. Uh, I love watching the plays. Like you send him out there and say, "Hey, run the show, Bryce." Yeah, <laughs> he plays like a professional. 
Well, he's exactly. And he's got, um, he's got that it factor that, you know, we saw with, with Trevor Lawrence, we saw it with um, Tua, we saw it with Justin Fields, those guys that in, as soon as they're inserted into the lineup and put on the field, they just, they're, they're not nervous. I mean, there's no, there, there was like no transition as soon as that first game, you know, it was like switches, switches uh, clicked and, and he just started rolling and, you know, he he hasn't stopped and um i think that's very impressive and i think people sometimes take that for granted uh you know how how quickly he's gotten in into uh the action and and started rolling five more touchdowns yesterday 20, and he looks like he looks like a senior of 22 five touchdowns that's almost perfection Nate. <laughs> that's what i'm saying man i mean he's just unflappable out there and um you know you, you he's he's got a lot of pressure on him i mean they, you know how it is bama you're expected to win every game and um you know he doesn't seem to uh he doesn't seem to be uh nervous and um he, he's very very impressive with the way that he runs the offense um this is a guy too that you know he's got scramble ability but it looks to me um more like Bryce Young, when he is running, he's still got his eyes downfield, and his focus is getting the ball in his playmakers' uh, hey, uh, playmakers' hands, and that's uh, that's very impressive for a young quarterback, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. and he, like you said, he could run, but he he chooses to be patient, find the guy. He runs when it's necessary, and come on, man, you, this this stuff that you just can't. He he has it. He yeah. came in with that. Yeah. That's he's got he's got what you can't coach. And that's, um, you know, he's got that ability to feel the pressure when he's in the pocket. He's got the ability uh, to go through his reads and find the open guy. I mean, it takes some guys years uh, to figure out what this kid's already got figured out. And um, I, I'm very impressed. And I, I'm not sure I see anybody on that schedule uh, that can beat him. And honestly, uh, looking at uh, my Buckeyes and looking at Clemson and, and some of these other teams, uh, including the Sooners, I, I'm not sure there's anybody that can beat them in the playoff either. So uh, we'll see We'll see what happens. But uh, we don't need to spend too much time on those guys because they had a pretty easy day. Right. We, we were talking about Coach Pittman, and I did want to bring up really quickly um, our boy Tuck up hey, in, hey. Uh, up in La East Lansing, man. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, Turning it around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I mentioned that I thought this guy would would bring the the Spartans back. Um, D'Antonio was the coach up there for a long time and did a really good job uh, in East Lansing, winning games. And it looks like Coach Tucker is doing the same thing. And he's got his kids believing. He's putting them in position to win. Um, big time game yesterday, uh, taking down Nebraska. Uh, what do, what do you think about the the Spartans so far and what they're doing and how they're undefeated? It, it, they're they're similar. They're similar guys. They're both old school. Uh, Coach Tucker is a defensive guy, and you can tell that when you watch Michigan State play football. They're fast. They're aggressive. Um, their assignments shop, and uh, you can tell the guys have bought into to whatever coach is, is is preaching and what he's selling over there. The guys have brought in. I mean, you got to think, you came in, you took the job during the COVID season last year. Or we just say two and five last year in his, his first season. But you beat Michigan. 
You yeah. know what I mean? So that right there started it all. He said, you know what, we can go out and we can compete with guys. And he just – he grew. He built off of that, and they came in and beat Michigan last year. And uh, check him out this year. He has those guys flying around. They beat Nebraska uh, with that mobile quarterback, which is, you know, your worst enemy a lot of times as a, as a defensive-minded guy. Uh, and they, they came out with the win. They were able to get an interception. They were able to slow down the run game. And uh, it was discipline. Assignment, sharp football. And uh, they pulled it through. I like what Coach is doing up there. I, I like having another team play ball in the Big Ten. Yeah, um, yeah, we we need some. Uh, <laughs> after yesterday, there was some uh, there was some tough losses. You know, Minnesota went down to Bowling Green. Um, that had to have been my uh, my upset of the day. Um, For sure, I, I could not believe that when I saw it. Um, I watched that Minnesota team play. They've got a senior quarterback. They've got a lot of good players and, and a, a very good coach, in my opinion, PJ Flag. For sure. And um, watching them go down yesterday and struggle on offense like they did, I, I can't really explain it. Honestly, I was uh, I was shocked. Um, BG uh, went down to the team down the street over here in uh, Knoxville earlier this season, and to uh, to see him come out and 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 beat Minnesota like that, uh, wow. I was uh, I was pretty blown away. Makes me feel better. Makes me feel better <laughs> as a ball. I'll tell you that. Uh, to see them go out and beat Minnesota, I gave them a fist pump. Like we're all right. We're on our way. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, it was uh, you know it was a big day um, around here uh, for a lot of people because you know it was the uh, the Florida game. So. Um, you know, we've got to touch on that just for a second. Um, looked good at the beginning. You know, they they held tough against a very good Florida team at the beginning. But you know, you know what it's like. They um, Florida's got more dogs right now, and it's, it's, um, it, it just they, they wore them down. And um, you know, it, it, they were too much. But I like what I've seen from uh, some Coach Heupel so far, and. Uh, it looks like um, you know. It looks like they're on their way. I don't know what you what you saw that one, but look, coach was there. He was doing some play calling. You know, he was doing some play calling. He was putting guys out in space. Uh, he was finding the mismatches, and and the defense was. They came out to play ball. They came out playing fast, and uh, they put it all on the line. But like you said. When you start subbing guys out, when a guy needs a blow, we didn't have that same caliber athlete sitting on the bench. And that's what you need to play down here in big boy land. You got to have guys ready to fill in and play ball. And we know with the amount of guys we had transfer, you know, and walk away that we were we were going to have a depth ish issue. Yeah. And, and that's what we saw. But man, listen. Five more guys on offense, five more guys on defense that can play ball and keep that same energy, and we got ourselves a ball game. So it was impressive, and um, I'm happy, man. I know it's weird to say that, but I'm happy. It's growth even in that loss. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. And uh, we've got a, uh, a guy that knows a little something about uh, going down to the swamp, uh, ready to join us. I'm going to let you uh, uh, bring our guest in here. All right. Uh, uh, we'll add him to the mix. Let's do it. What's up, guys? Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach. What's going on? 
It's good, good. Doing soccer this morning. Got all my grandchildren here. If you hear a herd of kids coming through, just ignore it. So. Okay, no worries, but thanks for joining. How are, how are you going? We're good this morning, Coach. We're good. We we just been uh, talking a little football. For everybody watching, you you know the face. This is College Hall of Fame coach uh, Phil Former, national champ, University of Tennessee coach, and uh, my head ball coach. <laughs> <laughs> my claim to fame is I had Rico. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Coach. We're not going to keep you long. I know you're down there with the family, and uh, we're going to let you get back and enjoy them. We just got a couple questions to run by you. You can share some thoughts with us. Um, I'll kick it off, Coach. I know you've heard all about the NIL, the name, image, likeness for players. And uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think about it? The game's changed a lot, right? Well, the game's changed the same, but all the recruiting and things around Athletes has just changed uh, everything. I think obviously what we're doing here right now, the social media world and how it's connected uh, athletes to the athletes and the athletes to the donors and to the public and all those kinds of things. You know what? Um, we could sit here and talk all day about what might be the negative of, of, of name, image, and likeness, but mm -hmm. the fact is, Congress says, or the Supreme Court says, it's the law, and yeah, so there's sure. so no reason to talk about it. You just not got to find out, figure out how to best manage it, that it doesn't necessarily become completely a recruiting inducement uh, at each particular school, and we know that's going to be uh, a really hard job. Um, and, and how best athlete best uh, help the athletes along the way and the universities the, the universities i hope don't really have to take a bullet in this you know that they're competing against the the athletes for 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 dollars they need to be able to work together and help help a lot more than three or four or five people on a team you know uh, yes, that, that, that would be my goal that it have some sort of trickle down effect to the teams, then, then, then all the departments on in in the in the building. There's 550 something athletes at UT, and that doesn't mean that ten of them need to make a million dollars a year, and everybody else nothing, you know, because all weren't participating. It wouldn't be a that interesting of a of a sport anyway. So that's what I. Let's find no, out. No, I, I, and I agree with you, Coach. I, I uh, First off, I want to say thanks for coming on. And, uh, Coach, I'm a huge fan. I always, uh, growing up here in Knoxville, I loved uh, I loved cheering for your teams and, and loved having you as my coach uh, for a long time. Uh, in fact, I, I sat next to you on a plane one time, and I, uh, I it was probably the highlight of my life, Coach. Uh, I got you. You signed my picture here for me and talked to me the whole flight. I knew you probably wanted to take a nap, but uh, – you talked to me the whole time, so I always remember that. And uh, piggybacking off of that, you know, NIL changes, they're also giving some new rules with the transfers. And obviously the kids now are, are allowed to transfer at least once with no restrictions. And, and sometimes, you know, we've got this portal where, you know, it's kind of like free agency in the NFL. What are your thoughts on, um, you know, all the, all the new transfer rules going on? Well, you know, 
maybe some with COVID, there needed to be uh, some some adjustment there to allow kids to, you know, have another year, be closer to home, whatever it might be. But I think it's that now that hits home when you when you invest all that all those dollars and time in recruiting a young man, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have to fight through being second team, you know, or, or as a freshman, and when he thought, you know. And, Sometimes it's even the parents, you know, it's not the kid. Well, I've invested all this in camps and clinics and quarterback camps. And, you know, as you've grown up and you're not playing yet. Well, you know what? A lot of people don't freshmen and sophomore. And now if it's beneficial to both the, the athlete and the, and the university, then that's a different story. And, and maybe if it's late in your career, that's a different story. But this is like you said, free agency and no think that people aren't recruiting maybe not directly but but indirectly through the high school coach or donors or whatever like that, mm-hmm. and influencing young people uh, i don't like that i don't like the portal at all i, I there is a I, there is a time and place for, for to transfer if it's not working but early on you know fight fight through it you know and and, and grow up a little bit right <laughs> what i would yeah. say Definitely forced to grow up through that process. I agree. You know, one of the things about NIL too, we were asking you asked about that first is is a NCAA really dropped the ball. I mean, on getting out in front of this, they didn't do nearly enough to keep us from getting to a place that uh, that equitable to to everybody. Uh, this this thing has a chance for the rich to get richer and. You know, the 40, 50, 60 teams that you know, up in their own conferences or, or, or a contr- uh, controlled uh, organization, if we're not really, really careful about that. Hmm, I can see that. Create more of a divide. More of a divide. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tough because you got to, you know, a lot of these kids now, um, you know, they, they feel like, uh, they, they should be on the field. And if they're not, they, you know, they got the ability to transfer. It's kind of holding these coaches. Uh, it's making it a lot more difficult in my opinion, because, um, you know, we had an incident yesterday where, uh, in the Ohio state game, a kid quit, uh, the team at halftime because he, uh, he wasn't getting to play. Yep. And, uh, you know, now with, with all these options in the portal, you can, uh, you know, you can leave and go somewhere else and not be, uh, have to sit out a year. And I think, I think we may see more of that, unfortunately. Back giving them, giving them participation trophies, trophies when they're in little, you know, <laughs> what are we doing? Right? <laughs> if you finish last, you'll be getting a trophy, you know, um, <laughs> my opinion, that's not, that doesn't necessarily have to be everybody's opinion. The other thing, about the portal and it goes both ways too because you can say you know um, i'm not right where i need to be at linebacker or something like that or we've had a couple of injuries you know i can go fill a spot so True. it's not not just the kids it's it's all had a couple of injuries you know, I can go. there's a ton of those kids that go into the portal that don't ever go anywhere they, they don't, there's only so many scholarships out there. So they better stay where they are unless they got something. Coach, 
you made a good point with that. It's not talked about enough. They see these big name athletes go into the portal and yeah, they're going to find a home, but there's 75 or 120 kids behind them who don't, who don't get picked up. They don't get offered a home and they burn bridges where they're at. So that's another thing. It's, it's creating a problem that way too, though. I can see that. Yeah. And you, you know what? I, I'm wondering what's going to happen if I'm a, if I'm a college coach and I got a chance to go recruit kids that already have been through two a days and camp and they know what a weight room's supposed to be like, you know, you're years older than a high school kid, you know, mm-hmm. which one am I going to do? How much is this going to affect high school recruiting? And uh, it's, it's really, it's really going to be interesting to see if they don't correct it. Now I do believe they will correct that eventually. I can see it happening soon. Well, my last question for you, Coach, is it's about the way you recruited while you were at UT. Um, you know, it's just something I was thinking about when, I, when when you agreed to come on the show. And I was telling Nate about it. You brought guys from all over the country in and placed them at the University of Tennessee. I mean, you went to Oregon for our quarterback. You know, you came and got me from D.C., you go to California, get your offensive lineman. Um, what was your what was your thought process? Literally, just to go get the best athletes, or if, if you see them, go get them, or what? Most of <laughs> you don't do that. Yeah, coach. yeah, absolutely. People, people, and athletes. We people in our program, you know. And, mm-hmm. and you, you really, I'm not blowing smoke at just at you, but you know, guys like you, you know, made a difference. And, and Tennessee had great program, a great facility, great history, of uh, going a lot of places to recruit. We're on the eastern seaboard between New York and Miami. Uh, um, we made, uh, you know, in-state area. We, we counted western North Carolina and the state of Kentucky and north Georgia, north Alabama, upper state South Carolina. We, we counted those as in-state areas. They, they were close enough for us to Treat that as an in-state. Then we got we would find guys like you, you know, that were mature enough, and the parents were okay if they chose to come to, a, you know, an out-of-state school or far away for a better, better opportunity. And we did. We had great success in doing that. And once we got a couple, you know, the best salesmen were our team. You know, our team. You know, because we did it right, the right way. We didn't pay people to come or do anything like that. Uh, we, we, but we had a great track record of getting guys to own, own the NFL and, in the league and winning a lot of football games. And it sold itself for a long time there uh, to to get to get it, to do it like we've done it. And I, I think Tennessee. I mean, you think we're a southern school, don't you? You, you know, you came from DC, and you're looking at us yeah, guys in. Guys in Georgia and Alabama lose they northern school. Okay. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and told in my I told the staff when I took over, uh, um, we're going to have our gear in the Atlanta and the Dallas, Florida and and Chicago. We're gonna they're gonna sell our stuff in those in those in those uh, uh, department stores in the airport. We're, we're mm-hmm. gonna. I was looking. It was Miami, Penn State, Notre Dame stuff. Tennessee's gonna be guy. Gosh, gonna be the 
and we did it. We we they, we we became the place, the cool place to come. And I think I like Josh. I heard you talking a little bit before I got before I came on. I like Josh, and 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 I love our administration where and where we are right now at UT. So we we got a real chance to get that, I believe. Yeah. And coach, you got to be, you know, we'll let you get out of here. I know you got family there, but I just wanted to piggyback off of that. You know, we got Rico here who's doing a great job on this show and coaching now. And I saw you up in Canton uh, seeing another one of your players getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, you got a lot of guys that are all over the place now coaching, playing, um, you know, working a professional life. You got to be proud of these guys that you made into uh, great players and into uh, uh, great men. Just talk about uh, your guys that have gone on. I'm really proud of, of that legacy. And it wasn't just me, it was our staff. We did almost everything together as a staff. We, we stayed together for a long time and that was a big positive for us. We didn't have to go into recruiting areas and introduce ourselves every year and that sort of thing. So I, I am, I'm proud. Unfortunately, we lost one of our great ones in Paris, Harrelson. Yeah. Uh, I was at the funeral yesterday down in uh, Madison, Mississippi. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we dealt with that, but also got to be around a whole lot of his classmates and teammates that came to the funeral. And it was amazing how respected he was. Um, you know, coming from Mississippi to play at Tennessee and Jason Allen, who's also the first rounder, you know, came mm -hmm. from North Alabama. He was there. Turk McBride was from New Jersey. He, he, he was there and, and, and on and on. So you just build, you build these relationships over a period of time and, and the kids don't want to leave, you know, unless you just can't, you know, when you, then you're honest with them. You sit down and say, you know, I know you came here to play, but it just hadn't out for you and you're going to be maybe second team the whole time you're here how can i help you you know in mm -hmm. parents but now you don't you don't have that that back and forth i think as much some some schools do i'm sure but and i think josh is like i said just doing a great job and to answer your question i'm very proud of the legacy that we left there and and uh, hopefully we'll get back to winning like that and and also recruiting play well they go together you got to recruit players and then you can win like that no doubt but nate that's that's the reason i went to tennessee though man i um coach former came to my house then john chavis and coach Slade recruited me and when you have a solid foundation you respect people being honest with you right and i had a bunch of other schools that offered me and would tell me hey come in do this do that and the only thing Chief said was, we got a great system here. You know, if you work hard and you get out on that field, you can chase an NFL dream. You'll be a starter. You'll be a player. But it wasn't, hey, Rico, come here. You'll be my starting weak side linebacker. Or you'll be Because that's not the truth. You know, it's still a job. You still got to put the best players on the field. And I respected that. He never said, Rico, come down here and be my starting weak side backer. He said, you're going to have a heck of an opportunity here. You'll get a chance to wear the orange, to run through the T, and I'll put you in the best position to be successful. And that's what hardworking guys want, just that opportunity and great structure. And um, I'd say it all worked out for me. So I appreciate you, Coach. <laughs> hey, I love you, and I appreciate you. 
Thank you too, Coach. Buddy. All right. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate you. We love you, Coach. Tell the fam I said hello. I'll do it. They're all right out here. I sure will. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Take it easy, Coach. We love you, man. Thank you. Wow. The old ball coach over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. I really don't. Um, I got to be honest, man. That guy was uh, – that guy right there was one of my heroes when I was growing up. Uh, you know, I grew up – I'm my family's from up north, but we moved to Tennessee when I was young. And, um, you know, I was I was born a Buckeye, but uh, I uh, – I became a fan of this team because of Coach Fulmer and, and what he brought um, to college football. I mean, he was uh, not only a great coach, but he was a really classy uh, guy and a really good man and, uh, you know, somebody that I could look up to and, and somebody that, um, you know, you could respect. Mm -hmm. uh, and I still, I still respect him. And I, I think, um, you know, college football would be better if there was more guys like him uh, still coaching and, and more guys like him around. And there's some great coaches out there, but that, that guy right there is a great man. Oh, no question about it, man. A, a, a great person. He was a great ambassador of the university. I mean, shoot, if you, even if you were running for office or anything like that, just look at his, his, his press conferences, look yeah. at the way he, he, he talks, the way he handles himself. And he ran his program the same way. He, he was a uh, legit guy, a, a great role model for guys that came through the program and just an all-around stand-up dude. Yeah, and he, you know, you can tell, um, you know, I, I can tell just being an outsider, um, the way he talks to you and the way, you know, he, he was looking at you, it, he cares about his, his guys. You know, he mm -hmm. cared about these kids. And um, I think that's why he had uh, so much success um, you know, not only coaching, but recruiting was that, um, the kids, kids can tell, man, parents can tell, you know, now I'm a parent. I can tell when people have my, my daughter's best interests. Sure. Um, you know, you, you can, you can read people and, uh, you know, you, you could tell he, he's proud of you and he's proud of, uh, his guys. And you could tell too, that, um, you know, losing, losing Paris like that, you know, that hurt him. And, uh, um, He's just a great guy that loved uh, loved his players and still loves his players uh, to this day. Oh yeah, that that was a that was a big loss for for uh, for the balls, but also for you know anybody that's ever met P. And uh, Paris Harrison was a great dude. He was a senior my freshman year. Was he? And, uh, man, he was just a good dude. You know, you can you meet guys who just mean well for for anybody they run into, and he wasn't a jealous guy. He wasn't malicious with anything he's just he wanted best for everybody and um, dang he was taken too soon for sure i remember we got out our first practice and um we were all going back into the training room i'm i'm dog tired you know i used to know big time college practices and stuff like that he was like uh he he didn't even know my name at the time he's just like how that heat treat you dc <laughs> <laughs> and, and look i'm bald now but but p was bald in college and i was like man who who is this old dude <laughs> listen he just ball head senior he was a beast at defensive end for us and he was a hard worker and a great leader and uh shoot he'll be missed for sure yeah man i've i've not ever heard anyone say a bad thing about that guy he oh. just um 
he was a dog on the field. He, he, you know, he was a winner too, man. They won, you know, he won at Tennessee when he was here. Uh, he won when he was in San Francisco and was a great mm-hmm. player. And then he won a Super Bowl, uh, I believe, with the Saints and uh, helped them to a to a world championship. So uh, this is a guy that was a great dude and a, a great player and, and will be missed. And I'm glad we got to uh, talk to, about him a little bit sure. today and the coach brought him up because yep. – uh, been 37 years old. Um, we all need to to take a minute and just think about it. You know, our, nobody's guaranteed tomorrow, and um, it, it's it's really sad for him and his you know his family um, with him passing on. But uh, great great talking to coach. I'm really glad he he came on the show. Um, I, I love his I loved his answers. I, I agree with everything he says, man. Um, you know, this game. It, it, me and you love this game. You know. Um, You've been around it your whole life. I've been around it my whole life. And and the only thing that, that bothers me is some of these things can ruin it. You know, I mean, if if every year there's different, you know, there, th- this is what I was thinking. I took the, a great example of this. I, I was thinking about it while Coach was talking is um, the quarterback from right down the road here at Knoxville Catholic, Chase Cunningham, kind of an undersized kid, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't the starter to begin the season. Uh, when in 2015, we won the state championship or 17, uh, but he got uh, inserted into the role and never gave it up and led the team to a state title. And then he he signed late to go to MTSU and has basically been a backup his whole career, but he never transferred. He never quit. He never gave up and he kept fighting. And um, he was my uh, player of the week because give he got that line. Give, him, yeah. give, give the listeners the stat line. Yeah, he got his first. <laughs> he got his first start uh, on Friday, actually, and they were playing Charlotte. And um, this kid lit it up. It was 376 yards, five yeah. touchdowns, uh, ran for almost 80 yards. Um, Chase Chase had a great game, and they ended up losing uh, by three points. But this is what, you know, I, I guarantee you he'd tell you he wouldn't do it any other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stuck in there, and he waited his turn, and he finally got his chance Friday, and he lit it up. So Good job, Chase. Way to go. Yeah, I talked, to him, I talked to him yesterday, and I was going to have him come on the show, but they, they've got meetings on Sundays. So mm-hmm. I told him maybe we'd uh, um, tape an interview with him when he had time and uh, play it for our, our, our listeners and our watchers so that he could uh, um, tell us what it was like getting his, getting his first start. Man, that'd be awesome. We'd love to have him. So anyway, uh, pretty crazy day of college football yesterday uh, as we touched on you know Clemson went down Minnesota went down to BG uh, there was some big upsets um, I, I I loved watching the Buckeye game yesterday um, some people don't like blowouts and they want to see a close game every time Nate Schmidt Knoxville Nate is not one of those guys um, I want to see a Buckeye <laughs> And uh, so yesterday was perfect for me. I the first quarter drove me nuts because it was we were losing at seven nothing, and then it was seven seven. Uh, but after that, we started rolling and and got a lot of as I was mentioning uh, earlier in the show. You know, we finally got an opportunity to let some of these young kids play and get some experience. So I think that uh, I think that was huge, and um, I'm excited to see what what happens next week. Um, we're gonna. We're going to take another week of college football here 
and uh, see what's up. I'm, I'm going to try and come see you guys uh, on Saturday. I'm going to be up in Ohio next week, and I think uh, I think you guys got uh, Central State next week. Mm-hmm. Well, let me know. I got some tickets for you. All right, man. I'm going to try and come down. I'm going to be up in Toledo on Friday, okay. and uh, I'm going to drive down 75 and, uh, and come see your boys and, and help cheer you on. Shoot, let me know. Um, shoot, Mike can get you up. I can get you up top with your press pass. All right, man. I got got my my credentials from Friday night. I went, uh, I took a little road trip for our show, Man Coverage, and went and watched the leading rusher in the nation, Deshaun Bishop, who plays uh, down the road here at Carnes High School. And let me tell you what, man, uh, this kid's, this kid is the real deal. And um, I got a chance to talk to him after the game and, and I got an interview for us and I put it up on the site. Everybody go check it out. Um, is he a senior it, this year? No, 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 no. He is a junior. So he was doing that last year as a sophomore. Yeah. Yep. Listen, I was reading about him last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's got uh, he in the first five games, he ran for 1,500 yards, uh, averaged 293.4 yards a game, had 13 touchdowns, and then on Friday – he had five more touchdowns and and ran uh, and ran for over two hundred. So uh, this kid's the real deal. And as good as advertised, right? He was good as advertised. <laughs> I, I, I had to go see it for myself, man. I mean, people yeah. can tell me I'm a show me guy. Yeah. You can tell me how great you are. You can tell me you can bench three fifty five, but till I, I see you take the bar and put it like that, I don't believe you. Hey, I'm so right there I had, with go, you. I had to go check it out, and he was legit, man. Um, okay. He's a good kid too. Uh, he was very respectful to an old dog like me. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he called me sir, and uh, I felt old, but uh, he, he was very respectful and a really good kid. And I, I wish the best for him because he's legit. Awesome. All right. Well, great, great interview with Coach. I appreciate you uh, sharing some of your experiences uh, with him, Rico, and and um, uh, having him join us and, and talk with us today. That was uh, he's one of my heroes. So. Getting a chance to talk to him, uh, it made my day for sure. I know. Oh man, way way to start a Sunday, right? That's right. That's right. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I'll talk to you real soon. And uh, everybody, send uh, send the link out uh, so everybody can check that interview with Coach. Yeah. I think we had a little trouble on Twitter for some reason. I was checking it; it didn't uh, it didn't look like it broadcasted on there. So I'll upload it as soon as we get done here, so we okay. can. Uh, share it out across the world and, and get everybody to uh, to hear that uh, and hear what Coach had to say. That's huge. All right, Nate, take care of yourself. All right, buddy. Be good. Right. And I'll talk to you real soon, all right? All right, Robert. You take it easy. All right, buddy. See you, Robert. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. Join us next Sunday at 11 a.m. right here.